All right. Well, welcome to the mortgage update with Mike and Joe. Um, Joe, it's exciting. Obviously, we're just about to embark on the summer. Yeah. Uh, it's right around the um, corner. And obviously, you know, kids are going to be getting out of school. Um, but obviously, you know, we're here today to talk about the market, what's going on in Rochester and Syracuse. Um, so we're, you know, excited, you know, to give it an update, you know, to our group. And I think one of the things that we've been doing a lot of this year, Joe, as you know, is we've been hosting a lot of workshops and seminars uh, to really first and foremost, keep our realtors informed on the data, right? And yeah. it seems like each month, um, you know, it's helpful, you know, for us. It's also helpful for our partners to, to stay current with, with this. And, and um, you know, and Joe, before I asked you kind of to give us an update on what the data is telling us, is is one you know is to remind everyone that the information that that Joe is going to share with you, um, please reach out to your GRV lender. Um, you know this is something that we want to share with you because again, what this does is it it tells you what's going on for the applications that we took last month by zip code, the average purchase or the average list price, the average contract price. And if any of those homes um, did not appraise for what they sold for. So, right. so Joe, with that preamble, I'm going to turn this over to you and kind of share with the with the group what we learned from May. Yeah. So, you know, as you said, data is very powerful. Um, using that data to, to help you uh, negotiate and win offers mm -hmm. um, helps. And I think, um, you know, realtors, you know, can get this data out of um the MLS system. Mm -hmm. However, it's not until the transaction closes. Mm -hmm. So our debt is a little bit more real time in that we're tracking applications that came in right. and providing those results. Those transactions probably won't be closing until late June, early July. So if you're writing offers in June, you can kind of leverage this data to see what the market was doing last month when those offers got accepted. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, for Monroe County, uh, you know, every time we do this, I'm a little bit more and more surprised that I just, these numbers keep going up. So the market's hot. We had three zip codes in Monroe County, 50% um, plus over list. Uh, Say less. that again, Joe. We had three zip codes where the home sold 50% more than the list price mm -hmm. in Monroe County in May. I was 14619, 14625, and 14613. Now, we had one sale in each zip code, mm -hmm. right? But that tells you that that one sale was went 50% over list or more. Mm -hmm. The highest was 68%. Right. Um, then we had four zip codes. If you look at Monroe and surrounding, there were four zip codes where that occurred. One more zip code, throwing that in there, was actually Walworth, um, Wayne County, uh, 14568. Um, that uh, went 50% uh, plus over list as well. Now, when we um, zoom out a little bit, 42% of the zip codes in Monroe County were 20% um, over list. 34% of the zip codes in Monroe County and surrounding were 20% or more over list. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's a good way, you know, 50%, roughly 42% of the zip codes where home sales are are happening right. are going at least 20% or more over list. And Joe, just to put this into context, when I was re reviewing this, um, last month in May in the greater Rochester area, we did 139 purchase transactions. Um, and I think, and obviously, so that's a fairly large number of purchase transactions. I think one of the things that I wanted to 
to ask you is, you know, we get a lot of questions about appraisals, right? Yep. You know, the property is listed for X. They want to offer, you know, 10, 20, 30 percent above, you know, the list price. What did we experience last month in regards to appraisals? So out of those 139, we had one appraisal issue in, in Monroe and surrounding. So I think that's interesting to to point out. Um you know, because obviously, and it was six thousand dollar delta, so, so it wasn't really like that, it was a huge line. delta. Yeah. yeah. So, appraisers are are finding comps to support these values. Yep. Okay. And I think just you know tailing off here, so yeah, we had uh, ten sales in Fairport one four four five zero, in that zip code they were eighteen percent over list. Um, four sales in Penfield one four five two six seventeen percent over list. Now, those. List prices are a lot higher, right? You're talking about 370 to 380 average list price in those zip codes. So that 18% or 17% is almost more than the 50% in the 14619 zip code. Um, and then in, in 14609, that was where we had the most offers. There was 12 sales in that um, zip code or the most transactions. And that was a 16% over list. Interestingly enough, interestingly enough there were two FHA offers accepted. Okay. So in as hot of a market where there's 12 you know, offers that we're seeing coming, sure. two of them were accepted as FHA. So that, that's, that, that's good. That's, 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 that's great. great. So for all in all May, um, the average for Monroe County over list was um, 19% with an average list price of 252. That means that homes are going about 42,000, 43,000 over list okay. um, in Monroe County. And then if we zoom out to Monroe and surrounding 17.3%, um, so it dips a little bit. Um, at this time last year in Monroe County, we were at 14 and a half percent over lists with an average list price of 218.9. Okay. So average list price is up, percentage over list is up, right? It's all, it's again, re-echoing the message that we've been talking about for the last 11, I think this is episode 11, so the last 10 episodes of right. our podcast, right? right. Um, now, let's, 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 let's turn our, let's go to our friends down the throughway. Yeah, it's right. Syracuse. So this, uh, you know, it, it's a tale of two counties, right? right. Now we're down the throughway. Yeah. Um, the numbers don't look anything like they do in Rochester. Mm-hmm. Um, the highest over list um, in Onondaga County was 28% over. Um, we had uh, three zip codes in Onondaga County that were 15% or more over. Um, 30% of those zip codes are 10% plus. So 10% over versus the, you know, we saw 20% over uh, in you know, 42% of our zip codes. Right. Um, and uh, Baldwinsville was the uh, hottest, uh, 11.46% over. So not the hottest from a, a percentage perspective, but that average list price is 389.9. So again, similar to that Penfield Fairport um, market where that average list price is higher. So that percentage over is a lot more right. than um, what you would typically see. Yeah. And and again, I mean, Onondaga for the, the entire month um, was 6% over list. Um, the month before was nine, right? Mm-hmm. So we see actually a little bit of a dip. So again, that tale of two counties, an hour down the throughway. Um, and then uh, last year at this time, it was four and a half percent. So it's still a little uptick up. Um, average list price is roughly about the same. Okay. So Joe, let's, you know, before we move on um, from this, I mean, I think it's important that we kind of remind everybody, you know, about how you as the realtor can use this with your buyer. You know, we've, worked, as you know, Joe, we've worked with, and our, our folks have worked with several buyers that have lost out on five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten homes, and and they're getting frustrated, you know, um, 
And we're going to talk in a bit about the success that we've had with our Cash Plus pro, pro, program and how that can help them. But as a realtor, how can they use this data to make their buyer more informed? So like, you know, you were talking, you know, for instance, about Fairport, there were 12 homes sold. In terms of prepping that buyer in what they're probably going to need to be prepared to do to win in this environment. Yeah, I mean, I, I look at it like somebody who's shopping for something online, right? I got I got to buy a new drill. Right. I'm going to go look online and see who is the best price. And it gives me an idea of what's the market for that right. drill that I'm looking at buying, right? And if you're looking at a home, if we have this data and we can share this data with the borrowers to say, or the buyers to say, hey, okay, you want to look in Penfield. Okay, in Penfield, this is what the average list price looks like. This is what the average over list is going for. It helps to prepare them for you're not going to go out there and get this house at list price, right? Mm -hmm. And what we've seen success with is our loan officers echoing that same message with the referral partner. So now not only they're hearing it from the real estate agent, they're hearing it from another person, right? That second opinion, that second voice, you know, it, it helps to reassure the borrower that nobody's trying to, nobody's out to get you here, but this is what the market looks like. And this is what you need to do if you want to buy. And if you're serious about buying now, um, and once they kind of hear that from two people, maybe three people, maybe there's a third person in there that gives them that same message. Now they're starting to get a little more comfortable. And, you know, we've heard from some of our agents in these roundtables, you know, sometimes it takes them, you know, writing two or three offers before they realize like, okay, I need to go over. This is a way to kind of maybe skip that step and say, mm -hmm. this is what the data is telling us. And, you know, in order to win, this is, this is where you want to go. Right. Okay. All right. So again, for those that are, um, listening in. If you want access to this, just please reach out to us. We'll share this data with you each month. And uh, and please let us know if there's any other uh, data that we can share with you that would be helpful. All right. So, Joe, let's uh, shift gears. So I'm excited to, to talk about Cash Plus. Um, you know, we've really just kind of crossed the, the one-year mark since we launched this. We've been doing this for a little bit more than a year. And just to remind everybody, we um, we launched Cash Plus to really put our buyers in the best possible position um, to win and frankly, compete with cash. I mean, there's still a tremendous number of cash offers that are going on. Um, so what we wanted to do uh, now is just to really kind of reinforce what the criteria is for that program, Joe. And then once we have a chance to kind of go through that again is most importantly is to talk about the success that we've had with yep. it as well. Yeah. So, you know, with our cash plus program, right, it is a borrower who has the ability to put a 10% earnest money deposit. Okay. So, so when they write that contract, mm -hmm. they're writing a 10% earnest money deposit. Okay. Now, um, you know, they can do a 5% down mortgage if they need mm -hmm. to, uh, but that deposit has to be 10%. Again, trying to help that offer you know, stand out as much as possible. Right. Um, what we do is, um, you know, that and a, a 700 credit score, right? Mm -hmm. um, primary home, second home, uh, conventional financing mm -hmm. uh, for that product or our portfolio product. Right. And those borrowers, um, when they write that offer, they're putting that. But what we do on our end is we fully underwrite them. So we issue them a full mortgage commitment. Mm -hmm. Uh, subject to them finding a house and a um, an appraisal on the property. Now, that appraisal has a caveat to it. Mm -hmm. 
uh, if the borrower is willing to guarantee the appraisal, basically saying if the appraisal comes in short, I will cover the difference in cash, um, then that is no longer subject to the appraisal. We have to have an appraisal done. Um, that The seller has to be willing to let an appraiser in the house to do an appraisal. But again, that contingency on the home actually appraising at the value, if that borrower guarantees it, um, kind of goes out the window, mm-hmm. right? It's that appraisal gap, which which we've all been been very common to to. So, Joe, to be clear, um, if the buyer is willing to guarantee if if the appraisal comes in short, which we just talked about, at least for the month of of May, that only happened once uh, in Monroe County, is can that offer be written as that the mortgage contingency is satisfied? Correct. Yeah, because they have mortgage commitment in hand. And that deal is no longer subject to the appraisal, right? Okay. So they can write that without a mortgage contingency at that point. Okay. Um, you know, what we're trying to do and what we've done with this product, what we set out to do with this product is really instill confidence in the buyer, in the seller, and our referral partners and, and the agents in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. You know, we look at and we track the data around this, just like we track everything else. We've done uh, over the last year, we've done 348 of these cash plus or pre-approval approvals, right? We've mm-hmm. issued 348 of these letters. Mm-hmm. Out of those 348, 57% have converted into contracts, so right? That, so what was that about 100 198 almost. 100? Yeah. So okay. almost 200 of those have gone under contract. That's great. Um, and, you know, when we look at those numbers out of those 200, uh, none of them have gotten declined after the fact, right? Mm-hmm. So we've issued this pre-approval letter um, none of them have been declined after the no fact. One's no job. one's lost their job. No one's lost their job. The deals have closed. Mm-hmm. Um, out of the uh, 198, I think it was 10 of them um, didn't close. Uh, but when I looked at the reasons behind why they didn't, all of them were around whether the uh, there was an issue with an inspection. So somehow they still got an offer accepted with an inspection. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the deal, the, the inspection after the inspection had died. Mm-hmm. Um, I think three of them may, may have gone and closed with another bank. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they had a preferred bank that they wanted to work with and mm-hmm. they, they went and closed with them. Um, and then the other ones were all seller buyer related issues that they couldn't come to terms on. So that, so something could have taken place during the walkthrough or right, a title they, they related issue, title issue. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, right. so again, you know, I think the in this marketplace, the idea is, you know, will this transaction close? And, mm-hmm. you know, by doing that full underwriting up front, we're eliminating any surprises. Right? right. And we're also eliminating the mistakes that can be made in qualifying. Oh, the borrower told me they make five thousand a month, but then we calculate the income and they make three. Mm-hmm. Right. That's all done. Mm-hmm. So there's no surprises that are coming. There's no gotchas. Um, you know, these deals are, are, are very secure in that sense. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think that as we continue to see the momentum build around this, you know, we rolled out the, the pre-approval program for mm-hmm. just a standard borrower who could put 5% down or 3% down. Um, so and, that would apply to FHA loans? Yep, FHA, VA, VA conventional, Absolutely. USDA. Um, I don't think we've seen any USDA ones come in yet because okay. that's more property specific. So, uh, but- I looked at those numbers and, you know, the most we've done the most conventional pre-approvals. Now, those are the ones that don't have the large down payment to put for an earnest money deposit. And the difference between our cash plus and our pre-approval program is that it's the Mm -hmm. down payment amount. And in those instances, whatever the borrower is qualified for, let's say they're qualified for a 95 percent loan to value. That 5 percent is what they're going to put down as their earnest money deposit. Mm -hmm. In some instances, that's five thousand dollars. 
Some instances it's 10, some instances it's 20, depending on the purchase price. But that 5% is what they're putting down for their earnest money deposit. Um, we're giving them the loan at 95. So we've done 17 conventional pre-approvals. Now, mm -hmm. these are the borrowers that, again, standard, otherwise would be shopping with a standard pre-qual letter. Their offer may not be right. as strong when presented. Right. And out of those 17, seven of those have gone under contract already. Now, mind you, we've only been doing the pre-approvals for two months. Right. Right. So seven of those 17 borrowers were able to get their offer accepted because of the strength of that fully underwritten mortgage commitment. And the same goes with um, the pre-approval program, right? If that borrower has the funds and is willing to guarantee the appraisal, they can write it not subject to a mortgage commitment because, again, they're guaranteeing that that, you know, that appraised value on the yeah. property. And, and I think, Joe, you bring up, you know, a, a great point. So, you know, for any buyer that is serious about buying a house, whether they go cash plus, the pre-approval program, um, the realtor needs to make certain that their buyer has at least done one of those programs with right. us because it's going to allow that buyer to compete in such a, a it's still, as we just talked about, it's a competitive marketplace. The summer is probably going to be very much that, um, you know, same way. So make certain that, you know, that you get your buyer over to GRB so we can put them through one of these programs so that you can put them in a position to win. Yeah. And I think too, I mean, it, it really um, makes that buyer invest, right? They're mm -hmm. now invest. They've provided documentation. They've basically gone through a full mortgage under, right? Which right. in the past people have equated to getting a root canal. Mm -hmm. um, so we try to put those buyers, not, not a GRB, of right, course, right. Uh, but we try to put those buyers, um, you know, give them some peace of mind while they're shopping, right? Your right. mortgage financing is done. Because right. the last thing you want is the buyer to be worried about, oh, my God, is my mortgage going to get approved after I go through? And I have finally I've written 20 offers. I've finally got a contract accepted. And now I'm worried that my my mortgage is not going to get approved. Right. We're, we're doing that up front. We're taking that right off the table. Um, and, you know, we're also max qualifying them. Right. So mm -hmm. when we underwrite those loans, we're saying at a 45 percent DTI. Right. Mm -hmm. Because we want to give a little bit of a buffer in case. Mm -hmm. Taxes are a little bit higher or sure. they want to inch up their, their purchase price. Right. But at a 45% DTI, we're max qualifying them. So we're saying, you know, and a lot of times a buyer will come to us and say, I want to buy a $100,000 house because I want my payment to be $1,000 mm -hmm. a month. But we're saying, all right, let's pre-approve you for the most that you can get pre-approved for because you may find that $125,000 house that you fall in love with and, you know, may increase your payment by $50 a month, but you can afford it. Yeah. Yeah. The last thing I just want to chat about with this, Joe, is just, you know, speed, you know, so, you know, so today's Friday. Yep. People will be out looking at homes this weekend and we know the calls are going to come potentially this weekend um, or at the very latest sometime first thing on Monday. Hey, my client, the Joneses, they want to put an offering on this house. The offers are due by. 12 o'clock on Tuesday, you know, obviously we want to be able to have as much time as we we can to get these transactions done. But, you know, maybe just, you know, share just, you know, a, a little bit about, because I think some of the folks have been, oh, is this going to take weeks and weeks and weeks to get this done? Yep. You know, typically how long it takes to get this done. But if we need to move on a dime, how we've been able to do that as well. Yep. So our average turn time right now from the time a loan officer says, I want to push this borrower in for pre-approval is three days. Mm -hmm. um, now, our processors do a little bit of work, right? They look at the loan, make sure everything is ready. 
um, and then they move it into our underwriting department. So, you know, that typically will take a day. If they need something from the borrower, that may extend the time a little bit, right? The loan officer does their best to get their documents up front. Um, but if there's one item that's missing or, you know, one thing that's needed, they'll go back, get that from the borrower. But our turn time, average turn times on these is three days. Now that takes in, that's every transaction, right? So if there was a stickier file that took 12 days because the buyer wasn't cooperative and, you know, they weren't providing the documentation, that's counted into that average. Right. Um, but for the most part, you know, on average, it's taken about three days to approve these. And uh, which is actually, I mean, you think about you're going through a full mortgage process, which usually takes 30 to 40 days, right? right. So um, we're doing these, turning these around in three times. We're, we're prioritizing them. We will and do often accommodate, you know, that Monday morning, hey, I got a buyer coming in hot. I need to get it off or done by five o'clock this afternoon. Not preferred way of doing things, right? But we will accommodate those. And I think the other side of it is the, the if you ask the processors, the underwriters, uh, on these files, they love these files mm -hmm. because now when that borrower goes under contract, all they need to do basically is get homeowner's insurance and they're done. Mm -hmm. um, and so that helps them, you know, those move through so much quicker and, and smoother through the, the rest of the loan process. It just takes some of that pressure off of everybody. Um, when you think about the timelines that are usually in front of us on those and it allows, you know, agents to say, I know this is a cash plus, I know I can close it in 30 days as long as you guys can provide the title documents. Right. So right. it, it, it helps us move those loans through the process. But yeah, the average turn time to get that cash plus approval right now is three days, which is which is fast. That's that, that's great. Now the team's doing a great job. Well, well, just to wrap this up, just want to remind everyone um, again, you know, please reach out to us. The dad is there. Um, we want to share it with with you. We're already off to a great start in uh, June and you know, we will come back. 30 days or so from now to share with you what transpired, you know, in June. And I think, you know, what we want to continue to recommend, Joe, is just is is one is, is to make certain that you're using this information to educate your seller, your buyer on what's going on in the marketplace today. But GRB is is excited to partner with all of you. We want to make sure that your buyers are put in the best possible position. Um, and we want to make certain that we keep them excited, you know, about, you know, buying a home because real estate, owning a home long-term is always going to be better than renting. And we want to be part of that solution. Absolutely. And, you know, I think we got some exciting uh, things coming up on the podcast, Mike. I think we got uh, our third on location podcast next month. Oh, that's right. We're going to be uh, at uh, the Bills camp. Nope, not Bills camp. Oh, not, You're spoiling I'm, it. You're I'm, spoiling I'm, it. I'm, I'm getting out of myself. Um, we're going to be in Skinny Atlas. Oh, Skinny Atlas. That's right. Yes. So right. next month we're going to have, this will be our fourth annual um, boat cruise yep. on Skinny Atlas Lake with uh, a lot of our awesome referral partners in Syracuse. And, and we may or may not, a uh, bunch of mortgage people and real estate agents may or not take over the Sherwood Inn. After, the Sherwood Inn. Yep. yep. We're after super the, excited about that uh, as well. So, um, so well, Joe, listen, thanks again. Great intel. Um, and we look forward to talking with all of you on our next podcast. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you.